Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bit Effect. Today, we're kind of just chilling. I'll tell you about it on the other side of whatever song we decide to put here. All right, so before I explain, um, with me to just chill is the mad king of soft cheeses himself, Mr. Luke. Baby Bell. Uh, how is everything in the world of soft cheeses? Good. Um, soft? <laughs> how are you doing, Dave? Wait. Before we even decide how I'm doing, I set you up and you didn't say Gouda? <laughs> My pun game isn't as strong as yours, unfortunately. Um, fun fact, I only had Baby Bell for the first time this year, and since I probably had one a day. It's It's good stuff. Fun fact number two, I'm not even sure if Gouda is a soft cheese. So perhaps, you being the king, uh, you would know that, and that's why you didn't use any, any What are we My doing? My throne is at jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we kind of had uh, a bunch of things hit us, at, not at once, but we were ill-prepared. Uh, so Craig is on vacation. Uh, this is the first episode he's ever missed, so make sure you message him and say, this just will not stand. And Mike kind of took a break for a little bit, and we were supposed to do Dante's Inferno, but we decided two people on the bigger podcasts, you tend not to get that third voice that is kind of important and kind of rounds things out. I can do a good accent. (laughs) What do you think, um, Luke? Yeah, I thought that was a really good game. What about you, Dave? Oh, I thought that was good. See, we got this shit. There's four of us here. Yeah, we got this. Um, so yeah, right now we're we're just we're just gonna kind of have a chill episode. Um, we have some topic starters. We may just flow to nowhere. So if you really don't like this kind of episode, feel free to skip it. If not, uh, this is your own damn fault. <laughs> Beware. So Luke, I'm Luke? sorry. Hi, Luke. What have Hi. you been playing? Ooh, what have I been playing? So, um, another reason we didn't do Dante's Inferno this week is because I'm getting my house renovated. And what an absolute nightmare. Uh, I I decided to leave the TV downstairs for, well, this is the second week of renovation. So, the TV was downstairs for about four days. We only have one TV in our house out of choice, which is maybe a bit weird. But um, it took is. that upstairs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, well, the reason we don't is because you end up just like, falling asleep with the tv on and then you don't get a good night's sleep and um yeah so take the tv upstairs and uh i have been playing quite a lot of uncharted the lost legacy which is surprisingly good um doing I a lot of yoga on mountaintops yeah yeah you saw that screeny i think i shoved that up on instagram if anybody oh god i've given away who does the instagram <laughs> oh no <laughs> have you played it dave no, no, no. I, I have it. Uh, after Uncharted 4, it was like, okay, this is probably the last Uncharted. So I kind of have it break glass in case of emergency Uncharted game. Hmm. It's... So whenever I feel like it, I'll, I'll go to it. But right now, it's like I can deal without Uncharted right now. Yeah, it, it's quite a cool little... It it steps away from the traditional. I mean, the, the gameplay mechanics are the same, but... It does things slightly different. There's a good bit of banter between um, Nadine and... Oh God, I can't even remember the other character's name. Chloe? How, Chloe. No, it's not Chloe, is it? Uh, um, um, 
No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, it was the one that was in four, the army chick. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Um, Nadine? I don't know, something like that. Yeah, Nadine and the Indian lassie. I, I, it doesn't matter. I, it shows you how much I've paid attention to the story. Actually, the story is very good. But yeah, I've been playing <laughs> quite a lot of that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know the main characters' names. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 been a, a really good, pleasant 10, 15 hour experience and it's got quite a fun trophy list which doesn't require multiple playthroughs or well I didn't figure this out until I completed the game but I thought I was going to have to do two playthroughs so I might I might get the platinum but yeah having a really really good time with it um yeah I would really really recommend it it's maybe not as good as Uncharted 4 uh, and I think 2 is still a better game than it but as a standalone first attempt at something different I, I, I think it was great. So, you think f- 2 is still above 4? In my head, yes, but I haven't gone back and played it since it originally came out, so um, I don't know. You went back and played them all, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I played them all. Um, 2, I think, is, is, out of the first 3, 2 is probably the best in terms of, like, game and story. 3 was where it got really weird there. Yeah. But the the way 4 ends... I think that'll probably always remain like number one in my heart kind of thing. Yeah, it was a really good send off to a... I kind of like the way Naughty Dog, like they pick up a, a series and then they they move on. Like they don't drag the crap out of it. Like I, like I know they sold on um, Crash Bandicoot, but you know, Jack and Dexter and then Uncharted, it seems like they've maybe finished with that and they're moving on to things new. So I'm not sure if you're going to get more than the last of us two like i don't know that seems like quite a self-contained story or so you yeah thought, i don't know but... how much for more they could do i mean the way one ended it ended sort of on a okay well what are they going to do now mm. so I, I guess that's what the... but yeah i mean uh they definitely left resistance in the dust that was a, <laughs> did they do the resistance a... yeah, yeah yeah wait yeah wait huh? all right so I, I don't need... think it was them. Was it not Guerrilla Studios that did? Oh, no, wait. no, no. I'm pretty sure it's Resistance. Guerrilla is uh, Killzone. Killzone, yeah. I, I've i got to say, I hate the Resistance games. I think they're awful. Nope, I'm wrong. It's the Ratchet and Clank guys that do it, Resistance. Um, I didn't mind Resistance. Like I liked Proto uh, Jason Statham against the Aliens. I thought that was fun. <laughs> I just didn't think um, it was that great of a game, but I picked it up quite late on into the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, days. it's really early days. It didn't age very well. Um, so, what about you, Dave? What have you been playing? Well, uh, contrary to you people, um, I have six TVs in my house. So, anywhere <laughs> How I go... How many people I are can, in your house? <laughs> three. There's t- we have a two TV per person capita. <laughs> nice. I'm looking at three of them right now. But anyway, so I can generally play games wherever I like in my house. It's it's built to be that way. I've been feeling a lot of Monster Hunter lately, and I've been trying not to force myself to move past games until I'm ready. Uh, something I should have moved past before I finished it was Monster Hunter on the PS2. Um, Luke? So, so wait, hang on a minute. You went Monster Hunter World, and then that wasn't enough for you, so you went Monster Hunter Generations on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And then you had the crazy idea that you're gonna dig out your PlayStation Two and play a what twenty year old version of Monster Hunter? Um, f- fifteen, yeah. Um, 
Okay, first of all, uh, Monster Hunter World. We're still not done with that yet. I only <laughs> have 375 hours. So we need Only. to put in a couple hundred more. Yeah, I mean, Iceborne's coming, Luke. What do you guys I do? think that's more than I game in a year, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monster Hunter GU is really, really good. It's like the, the it's like they knew the old school was ending. Let's go out with a bang. And it's all of the monsters they've ever had, plus all the locations they've ever had. You know, just, just kind of a nostalgic bump. And yeah, that yeah. made me like... Like a hey, celebration should... or something. Yeah, yeah, very, very much. And uh, so I decided, hey, PS2, it's been a good 14, 15 years. Uh, I remember hating it. And I thought, well, you know, I, I, I'm obviously a Monster Hunter scholar. Now I must enjoy this. And no, it, no. <laughs> um, do you remember that weird, like, PS2 phase where they thought aiming your attacks and mo- using attacks on the right stick was a good idea? Oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. That Jet Li game where you know it's oh, I gotta flick over here and uh, yeah it's it's very very clunky. Um, right sticks weren't used for cameras yet. Oh right, and so it's awful. How how many hours have you put into it then? Uh, into two. There's not much to do if you weren't playing it online, and you can't play oh, okay. it online anymore. So um, I put probably thirty hours into it until I finished it, and went yep, that is that is done. That's commitment, man. That's commitment. <laughs> well, now I can finally put it on my shelf with a little smiley sticker on it and be like, I will never touch you again. I'll keep you around because you're a cool little history piece, but no, never again. Uh, so next for, I'm going to be working the audience, on the PSP Dave, one. For, for the audience, remind me of the, the sticky. The sticky oh, okay. Uh, so so um, this is going to sound like you know me stroking my own horn, but I have about 3,000 on-disc games. And my memory is terrible. And so I forget what games I've beat and what games I haven't. So I have these little circular, um, think, you know, the PlayStation logo that's on PS4 boxes? Yeah. Covers that. And every time I beat a game, I put a little sticker on it. And so now everywhere I look, no matter what game shelf, there's a bunch of smiling faces at me going, Nah, Dave, you beat this. It's cool. <laughs> Move on to the next one. That's mad. It's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, I figure, you know, because I'm not going to sell them. So, and when I die, my kid will have all these smiling faces. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I've been playing Metro Exodus. Uh, that's really good. Is that the first might... Metro game then? No, 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 that's the newest one. Right. Because I've never played these games and I, I wasn't sure. I always thought there was a bit of like a like a fallout sort of idea but without the the role play side of it um but the last i heard they're more like a walking simulator with like a shooting mechanic on top just because ammo is so scarce uh okay um you can the it, it's kind of think dishonored right like you can get through the entire game without firing a shot ever right um but i i don't play that way and you don't play that way that'd be like a craig play yeah um it's, and not it's fun play. <laughs> uh, yeah, not fun at all. It it's not necessarily a walking simulator. There's a lot of story there, but it, you're still playing like a silent protagonist, which I really don't like. Uh, okay. But it, it it's it's closer to what I, I. It's not a tube shooter. It's not like a Call of Duty Battlefield. It's closer to an, an older school. Like you remember how Crisis was, where it wasn't like Call of Duty. It wasn't like yeah, yeah. 
battlefield. It's not an open area, but there's not a lot of gunplay. You're mostly fighting monsters. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because Crisis I, was I a love good game. I like that. Right. I I need to check out then. Um, add it to the list and another game that I'll never finish. But yeah, the the trailer from um last year E3s has been like really cool. It had me. Was this was there a scene with the train and like? Oh, like you're in Russia yeah. or Siberia or something. Uh, yeah, they all take place in Russia. Hence, why it is so depressing. Nothing is more depressing <laughs> than Russian media. I love it. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too much of this because I might try to talk you guys into doing it for the show. Okay, but I'll do it for that. It it brings up an interesting question I was thinking about. So, slight spoilers if you haven't played this yet. We're talking like maybe twenty minutes into the game. Um, in this, your your character is married, and you end up traveling with your wife. And okay. it's it's not a Mary Jane Spider Man thing where she's kind of just digging under your skin every once in a while. It's like, oh, I don't want to go through a museum with you, Mary Jane. I just don't. You're terribly boring. Uh, <laughs> it's a very good character, but um, it, it makes you want to protect the character, so you end up changing the way you play a game. Uh, okay. And I'm trying to remember, when was the last time you liked a character so much that you ended up changing the way you normally play a game? Oh, the Mass Effect series, maybe, like, um, was it Rex the Krogan, where, uh, yeah. like, that whole arc about um, him being able to resolve the genocide and the, 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 the science alien guy, I can't remember his name, like, I found that... Morden. Yeah, that was such a dilemma. Do, do you do you kill Morgan and stop the the genocide, or do you you can see why he's done it? Like, there's there's on paper that sounds like quite an easy, like if you're gonna be a good guy, you're gonna save the Krogans because surely they deserve it and they've been so loyal to you. But wait, hang on a minute. There's a reason why the genocide was applied because they're absolutely they they'll destroy themselves and the rest of the galaxy because they're just so bloodthirsty and. Yeah, that was a um, huge dilemma. So, I, is it making you do things like... It, go into it, a bit more oh, depth about it. Okay, okay. So, so once you, you do certain things, she will, of course, try to contact you over the radio to make sure you're okay. And she'll say little things like, um, for example, again, this is very, very beginning of the game. You come to a burnout church and there's a bunch of just cultists in there. And you can either sneak in get what you need to sneak out without killing anybody. But me being me, I was plunking people in the back of the head with ball bearings and killing them as I move, you know, just <laughs> quietly. But nobody's going to catch me because they're all dead. And when I got out and I started to finish the mission, she was like, you know, RTM, are you okay? And she's like, boy, you really raised holy hell in there. Did you have to do that? And I'm like, oh, uh, oh well, okay. I, well I, I, I guess I didn't. And so I, I went through it again, and That's I didn't cool. kill anybody, and I got through it, and at the end, she's like, you know, are you okay? Wow, you're like a proper ninja in there, aren't you? And I'm like, ah, oh, hey, that's cool. And so I've been playing uh, slightly different than the way I normally play. Like, if it's a human, I won't kill it. If it's a monster, I will. And there are moral choices that go back and forth. Like, it's moral choices not done in the Bioware way of, like, if you just see two people talking, you can be like, uh, hmm. There might be bandits. I'll kill them. Or they might be good people. And the good solution is just leave them alone. You don't have to start shit. Move on. 
And it's little choices like that that actually end up to uh, what ending you get, whether it be the good one or the bad one. And my dog is going games do that. berserk. You, oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, sorry, Luke. Give me a second. No, let's go. Ratchet, shut up! <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> he lost Clank. He's very, very scared. Okay. Alright, alright, okay, so... Yeah, I absolutely love it when games do that, where they, where they, you know, because the norm is to just, oh, I've got a weapon, there's loads of guys here, and I'm just gonna gank everything, but it doesn't, that, that doesn't make you change the way you play, and then there's other, the other method is to force you into, like, I don't know if you remember Breath of the Wild, where you've got to sneak through that, um, that, that temple, uh, and everything... Oh, oh, the banana temple! yeah. Like that, that I don't think that's the right way of doing it. But having someone like point out, "Hey, hang on a minute, you didn't actually have to do it that way. You can try other ways," and giving you almost like a little bit of guilt, I find that really fascinating. I really miss it. There's not a huge amount of games that do it. Uh, every one of the Metro games does it pretty good, uh, and they're all they're all non what intrusive ways of letting you know, hey, you can do this a different way. You don't have to be a bloodthirsty moron like Dave is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I platinum the first one because I fell in love with it. Yeah, I need to check those games out. I, I've heard a lot of good things from them. I just, it's that thing of like, it seems by watching it on YouTube, it doesn't seem that appealing. Like in a world where there's so many games to play, there's always something better or something that catches your eye um yeah hmm i actually had a, a query for you because there's a game that i've been watching quite a lot of youtube on and um i, I don't know if most people maybe know if they've listened to past episodes i really don't get on my platform games not that i dislike them i'm just not good at them and it's something that i'll never quite um, <laughs> that's get a over. shame dude i know honestly i'm so bad at them i, I like it's like Sonic is one of my favorite series and I really struggled with Sonic Mania and it's not <laughs> difficult <laughs> like um yeah but Mario Maker 2 has just come out and because mm-hmm. you've seemed to be going through this like obsessive stage of Monster Hunter it almost seems like you're ready to move on I've, I've kind of expected you to either like go crazy again and start doing Operation Sequel or like complete as many games or whatever it is you're going to do but you're still in that monster hunter and i honestly thought mario maker was going to be the thing that would pull you out of it because it seems like it's you all over like oh some devious bastards made this crazy level but i have to (laughs) beat it just out of sheer like like determination um does that not appeal to you you're half right like um i i did not like making levels in the first mario maker yeah i find it boring because i don't have that spark of creativity what i ended up doing was uh, the levels I made, I made like seven or eight of them. It was, uh, I would look at a sprite map of all the levels from Mario 1 and all the levels okay, from 2 or 3. And I would pull out, okay, see this little chunk here? Mm, let's move that to here. And then let's take this part from Mario 3 oh, and put cool it in Mario idea. 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, more like remix levels. That was the best I could do. I, maybe that's why I don't like Minecraft. I don't have that spark. Um, Mario Maker's weird, right? Like... So now they added Super Mario World and Super Mario U stuff in there, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So Nintendo has basically handed everybody the tools and said, oh, so this is how we make those Mario games we charge you $60 for. <laughs> and to me, that's a, oh, well, that's weird. Now I know how easy it is for you to pump these things out. Uh, yeah, I, I might end up getting it, but that kind of stuff, no. Like, I'm, I'm not huge on... Um, hard for the sake of hard. Yeah, okay. Like, like I, I, everybody's running to those, oh, you're just an asshole who made this. You know, it's, oh, no, it's a hidden block of three stories up, and it's invisible. You got to jump in the right place to get the key. Okay, I know that because I made it. You try to figure it out. You know, those kind yeah. of levels. I had a lot of fun with, um, Grim would make a lot of levels, and I would be the tester for him. Are you enjoying watching it rather than playing it? Yeah, um... There's a guy, Northern Lion, I think it is, or North Lion. Um, oh, uh, Dark Souls guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he does a lot of Let's Plays, and um, it's how I found um, Enter Gungeon, actually. I, I'm actually enjoying that game a lot more. I think you recommended it, and I had a really horrible time Oh, yeah, time we got... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that after this. Go yeah, ahead. Um, but he, he's doing it, and he's... He's not very good at it. I mean, he, he admits that himself. It's quite funny watching him. Like, he doesn't get frustrated, which is, I think, the complete opposite for me. Um, like, I, I really lack patience when it comes to these games. So not playing it is a bit, bu- bit of a bummer. I really want to get involved in it, but I just know it's not going to... Like, I don't think at this age it's going to... I'm going to find the game that finally clicks and gets me over this hurdle. I, I think it's just that that genre is never going to agree with me. But to watch it's great. And I quite like watching, he doesn't like these levels that are super devious, well, like a hidden block, like you say, but he likes the ones that are not too punishing and achievable because he feels like he's well, yeah, making Yeah, there's progress. like skill-paced hard, and then there's bullshit hard. Yeah, like the ones that have to be like pixel-perfect jump in on a speedrun, like he'll just quit those because he, he's like, ah, this is pointless, I'm not going to get any better. But ones that are forgiving or, or have a clever mechanic that make you think, like a puzzle... Um, mm-hmm. I quite enjoy watching those ones. Like there was one this morning I was watching where he thought he had to run this path. And there's this very obvious path, but if you actually look at it without the speed and take your time on it, you could just jump up a block and then get like almost a shortcut. And for <laughs> like six or seven lives, he's just bombing it to the right, trying to beat this on time. And then he's like, "Oh wait a minute, <laughs> uh, I quite like that side of it." Yeah. I wonder if you would click more with the creation end of things. Like, do you cre- like creating stuff in games? I do, but not for the... I think the online side of it would probably ruin it. It sounds like Nintendo haven't resolved that. Or they, they never seem to nail the on side, online side of things. So, um, Wait, Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, no. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but for me, creating a level is sharing it with my friends or sharing it with the community and getting feedback on it. Not just uploading it to the... To the the cloud and not hearing about it again i want to see i want to hear from you guys on how you like it and the whole fact that you can't do that just i think that's another big missed uh, step by nintendo but well yeah luke good news is if you download an app and then along with booting up the game <laughs> uh you could then get your friend codes and you could put oh, yeah. them into this <laughs> don't you need um, to run a get... four meter cable from your console to your head actually <laughs> a a representative of J- japan comes and they just bring a long cable it is directly linked to nintendo and that's how you do voice chat 
Oh, nice one. And there's a there's an Nintendo employee that will like moderate everything you say on the internet. Oh yeah. yeah. You will not say any dirty words, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like like Mario Two Maker Two it's on my list, but it is very far down the list, kinda like the the redux of uh Mario U. It's like okay. oh, well I have you you don't add very much, so you're, you're put down. Um, I did end up popping a pre-order for Fire Emblem because oh, Kelsey soon, had a knife to my throat. And said, <laughs> if you don't get this day one, but yeah, yeah, it's the twenty sixth, I believe. Right, I need to get that. Um, yeah, I've um, I've actually been playing a lot on my Switch because just because of how accessible it is at the moment with like my house upside down, and um. Another thing I've been doing is I've been on a mission to like, so for, I dropped out the podcast for a little bit at the start of the year and just because I was feeling burnt out, but I'm totally back into like objective gaming, which is my thing before, like, you know, trophy mm-hmm. lists or I'm going to play the game this way. Um, and I've been trying to do that with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, but oh man, that gets far too long. Uh, I think I'm just... <laughs> Like, Doing that before Sword and Shield is dangerous, sir. Yeah, I think I'm going to... Well, I might pick that up at Christmas and give it a little bit of a break, but I don't think I'm going to force my way through Let's Go Eevee anymore. It's it's just... I, I must have played through Pokemon Blue like three or four times on my Game Boy over the years, and it's it's too similar. Um, I, I remember... I forget what podcast I was listening to. I think it was um, Video Game Apocalypse right and they had someone on there that that's a very big pokemon fan and uh they brought up a very interesting point that i never really thought of because some of the guys were complaining ah you know this pokemon is too similar to this pokemon game the one right afterwards they don't change much other than maybe some new monsters and somebody said the way it seems to be from nintendo is they will release a pokemon game when a new generation of kids is old enough to play it oh that's a really and they said clever idea, yeah. There, it seems to be that they don't expect you to play every Pokemon game. It's this is the one I played as a kid. This is why I like Pokemon. I'm like, oh, you know, I never thought of it that because I burn out after a while too. Like I did uh, red, yellow, and then crystal, and what was the one after the, the Game Boy Advance ones? Ruby Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. Ruby Sapphire was where I went, okay, you know what, I'm done. These are very, very similar. Yeah. And I haven't touched one since. But Thinking about if, it, I've if, only ever completed, like, maybe a completed blue loads. I missed yellow. The next one I did was, I think it was the, the uh, Sapphire one. And then it was Pokemon Y, so I had quite a big jump. Oh, yeah, them. you went further than I did, too. Yeah. Um. I mean... Have out of curiosity, I mean, what about the the spinoff games? I've always played like the spinoff games. Like I loved Pokemon Coliseum, and uh, Pokemon Snap was fun. And um, yeah, yeah, I played those. Uh, 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 Pokken, like I I love Pokken. Pokken's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's another game I meant to to pick up on the Switch. Is it's weird the Switch is like I, I missed a lot of the oh I didn't have a Wii U, so I missed a lot of those games. But I just don't. I seem to have missed. There, there's something in my head where I, I kind of refuse to pay full price for a, a game like 6, 12, 18 months, two years after it's come out. And Nintendo games never drop in price, so I've maybe got Ooh. the wrong console. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've missed out on Pokemon Tournament, but it looked pretty cool. Um, yeah, definitely. 
Sorry, you were saying about Fire Emblem. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I I'm gonna actually pre-order that right this well, second. Here's here this will be my first Fire Emblem since the first Game Boy Advance one. Because something happened to where Fire Emblem didn't look very attractive anymore to me, and I'm trying to hedge it without saying I think Fire Emblem is crap. But I just said it, so I think Fire Emblem is crap. Um because you uh, imagine playing the first fire emblem and it's fun you got your story and there's anime people and there's pegasus it's fun and then you played XCOM, and you're like oh oh this is what a real strategy game feels like yeah and i haven't gone back since sacred stones so this is my all right I hear Awakenings was amazing and Birthright and Conquest. Kelsey's hundreds of hours. You think I'm bad with Monster Hunter. (laughs) She's worse with Fire Emblem. And she's like, look, you really need to try these. And she knows I don't like handheld, so she never really pushed those too hard. But this is coming to Switch. So we'll see how it goes. I'm very curious to see if, like, playing things like Disgaea and XCOM and other, like, really meaty strategy games has kind of burnt me out on the Advanced Wars Fire Emblem side of things. I can see that. I think Fire Emblem also suffers from the Pokemon thing where there's too many of them or they, they don't change a huge amount. Now, Mike will probably be like shaking his head at the moment because I jumped in on Awakenings. That was my first one, which I, I believe was oh, like... Oh, like a, first one ever? Yeah, I, I believe oh. that was like... a Well, apart from like the Smash Bros, like Roy and Marth were obviously in that. That was my... I, I didn't really know what Fire oh, Emblem yeah. was. But I jumped in on Awakenings, which I believe is a little bit different from the traditional. Uh, it's quite um, a bit, yeah. Yeah, and like I did try, I think it was Birthright, and again I find it very same-ish. And it is just an advanced version of Rock, Paper, Scissors, but I, I really struggle to keep the permadeath mode on, which is probably how it should be played. <laughs> um, uh, that, well, in the older ones, it wasn't a choice. It was always on. Yeah. Um, and... Like, Kelsey, I don't think, would be near as heavy into it if she had to play with Permadeath on. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's why... This, this new way, like, because surely that's, like, the designed... It, it was the same with, like, Mass Effect, you know, like, there's there's a there's a way to save Rex when he, he kicks off against Ashley or the, the other guy that you have, and I always... I, I couldn't, like, I always... I'd always reload rather than lose a character in a game. It's just... Oh, oh, you're the worst. <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah. it's very simple. At the beginning of the game, you shoot Ashley in the face, you jettison Caden in space, and there's Rex. You're fine. <laughs> Nobody likes Ashley or Caden. Ashley was okay. Caden was a bit no. too much. No. I'm sorry. I'm I... sorry. Um, I think I don't think Fire Emblem would be near as popular as it is today without turning permadeath off. You have your hardcore people that are now it's meant to be played with permadeath on, which is fine. That's cool. Although I did notice I have like like four or five friends that I talk to and they all play with permadeath on because well that's the way a man plays puts hair on your yeah. chest, and it's like so so who <laughs> did you lose? Oh, I didn't lose anybody. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, if I lose somebody, I just reload. I was like, well, that's then you're not, the not playing thing, with yeah. permadeath on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing with permadeath off. You might as well just deal with it. No, well, well, I mean, I, I'm like, oh, man. 
so I, I think I think it's uh, if you're legacy, you like this. If you're not, you like this. Even though they both end up in the same place, because you don't run into too many people that are like, oh no, I lost Joshua, and well, it sucked, but I had to move on. Most people are like, well, I don't want to lose Josh. I'll, I'll just reload, and so you're not playing with permadeath on. Craig did that with um, Dragon Age, um, Inquisition. When we were playing, he's like, oh, I don't like this choice, so I reloaded. And I'm like, no, the whole point is this is the way your game is shaped. It'll be different from everybody else's. If everybody plays optimal route, there's no point in having choice. Yeah, I guess it's just the thing of save states, isn't it? Like, it, it, it's it's so easy to go back, but I I honestly think if a game forced me down a route where, like, you know, like a character died because of choice and I couldn't reload, I might actually stop playing it depending on how... <laughs> <laughs> like how like i i can get quite engrossed in even like the worst stories so yeah <laughs> i still love oh, gears man. of war <laughs> Maria! here they come Take it. yeah yeah, yeah. gears um there there's a series i haven't thought about since i last heard mad world um <laughs> does that have it does that have any pull with you at all yeah, so um, that was this was going to be my next or one of the topics I had for this evening. So obviously, like um, we've got the the next gen stuff being announced, uh, PlayStation oh, yeah. Five and the new Microsoft console, and possibly even a Switch two point We're not sure, but um, what's your plans going forward? Because I am, you know, I've not had a Microsoft console since the three sixty. I actually sold it because I stopped using it because um the ads that kept on appearing on the home console were just doing oh, my head in. And, and and Xbox One is no different, man. Like it is it looks like Windows ten or Windows eight panels. Right. And yeah, that, that drives me nuts. I um yeah, so I'll give you a bit of my, my thoughts at the moment. I I really like what Microsoft have been doing this generation. Like they started so horribly they they totally messed it up and like you know I didn't enjoy my PlayStation 3 until, like, I didn't like the interface of it. I thought it was really slow. Uh, and for me, the Xbox was... I started with PlayStation 3 and then jumped to Xbox and then jumped back to PlayStation 3 at the end of the... Uh, as my, like, primary console. But I at the, the E3 where the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One were announced, before it, I was like, right, I'm probably going to get an Xbox because, you know, PlayStation's been okay, but xbox is probably what i grew up with more than a playstation i didn't have a playstation 2 i had an xbox i had a dreamcast uh, gamecube oh, i'm sorry man i know right I, I i would send things back in time if i could i really would <laughs> we've got to go back so i've missed all of this generation's microsoft games and like i know there hasn't been a huge amount of them but i really like as someone who works in IT, the whole like backwards compatibility and what they've done with that and the sound of like the cloud infrastructure that's coming next gen and that all really, really, really appeals to me and I, I love the idea that if I buy a game on my Xbox I also get it on my, my PC or I suspect what's gonna happen is you're gonna get like Xbox streaming on your Switch or whatever happens with that. That that really like I'm really like turned on by that. Turned on. Oh tell me more. <laughs> So uh yeah I'm I'm strongly considering buying an Xbox as the first console that I buy next generation but what about you Dave where where do you sit on this 
Well, we, we've gone back and forth on this many times in chat. Names were thrown about. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure pipe bombs went off somewhere. Uh, okay. So, but you know what? I've had a long think because when you work at a factory, Luke, there's nothing to do but think uh, about about how I feel about Microsoft. Um, first off, I think the, the Xbox One bombed for the simple reason of there's just not enough exclusives there. Like, there's nothing to really draw people in. Like, Sea of Thieves, I hear, is a good game. And uh, things like Rare Replay... And Cuphead, which, yeah, I know it's available on Switch, but it wasn't for a long time. I think those were enough for me to buy an Xbox. Like, mm. I am glad I got one just to experience Rare Replay and Cuphead. And Halo Wars 2. I really loved Halo Wars 2. Yeah. That, was, that was a good game. That was a good game. Um, now, here's the thing that's tricky, right? Like, I don't think the Microsoft Nintendo thing is going to amount to the Switch being a streaming system for a Game Pass. I don't think that's going to happen. But I have noticed Microsoft's killer move now is the backwards compatibility and Game Pass. Yeah. Like, that's something right now Microsoft can offer because they have billions to blow, and Sony doesn't. That is the... Sony kept it really old school with this system. And now, here's the system, here's the disc... That's it. Have fun. We're going to put a focus on the games. Microsoft seems to be moving closer and closer to a services company. Yeah. And that's going to be their killer, right? Like, if you buy an Xbox for $100 a year, you might not even need to buy any other games. Because, well, they're all here on Game Pass. Yeah. And even if they, they don't release a whole bunch of stuff, there will be people like you who didn't have an Xbox One, and suddenly Game Pass is hundreds of games that you never touched. Well, th there's also the other side of it that, like, so I, I listen to a lot of, I, like, I know you guys in the past have said that you don't like E3, and it's it's not, like, a big thing for you, but for me, it's like, like, I, I really like understanding the strategies that are going to be taken and then hearing other people's opinions of it. So, mm -hmm. two things that two things that i heard that i thought were quite interesting one was i can't even remember who said it but basically they said that i think they think sony's biggest problem next generation is getting people to move from the playstation 4 to the playstation 5 just because the playstation 4 is so solid um yeah, it's gonna I, be the ps2 problem all over again yeah yeah which is quite interesting so who that might give microsoft a bit more i don't know might make it a bit more appealing for some people but then there's also the thing of do you remember when um when the xbox 360 first came out and then there was this like the 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 indie game scene came out oh yeah beca yeah because uh your flows things like that yeah but because there wasn't a huge amount of indie games that you get at the time uh like there would be maybe one or two big ones like a month or whatever over three months at the moment, there's like hundreds of games released a week, and it, it becomes almost unattainable to play them all with your friends. Game mm -hmm. Pass gives you this option where if, yeah. if you're subscribed to Game Pass with your friends, and Microsoft release a new game or you get the latest exclusive, then you can all play that at the time when it's hyped. and you're Or always... whenever you want after, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, and I think that's... like I miss that sort of 
I miss that from the last generation. Like, yeah, it's it's obviously very easy for all four of us to just organize to buy a game, but it doesn't always work like that. But if if it all comes out on the subscription you've got, and then you can all jump in, it's like that Rocket League thing when Rocket League first came out on PlayStation Plus. Like everybody yeah. was on it, and it was just great. Like that. I well, there is something to be said for being like part of a zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. With us, the problem isn't we all buy the game. It's just we can never find time when we're all on to play. <laughs> yeah, the curse of being old. Um, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I, I think, I think Microsoft can be stronger if they push that, like that as their, you know, oh hey, we have a new Gears, we have a new Halo, but this is our main selling point because there hasn't been a system like that yet. Of like, no, 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 no. You don't need to own anything. Just just the box and the controller, and you're good. Yeah. We'll take care of the games. Um, I, I think it would behoove them to put a massive hard drive in that sucker. Oh. Because uh, Game Pass lets you download things as opposed yeah. to streaming them. And if you have crappy internet, that's the way you're going to do it. Yeah, you guys need to sort um, your internet. I think it's slowing down the rest of the world. <laughs> it's like Oh, it is dragging them by the coattails, man here yeah i i don't i mean i guess google stadia is gonna be the real test market right and then if the the nation as a whole switches to like 5g cell towers that might work and because right now we're all envisioning okay we're gonna have to lay fiber ops we're gonna have to you know change infrastructure if we can just sidestep all of that and use cell towers yeah. then yeah the whole nation could have good internet it all depends we'll see where it goes personally uh we'll talk about this afterwards because i do want to get your uh, idea on streaming but so i think <laughs> microsoft can come out really strong next gen like they can really hammer it with here's 50 games go have fun ps5 their uh enticement is going to revolve around hardware again of like, look how fast Spider-Man loads. We got this sucker on lock. This is really powerful. I don't think there's going to be very many launch PS5 games. They haven't showed a single one for any length of time yet. I actually think that's why Sony have sat out the C3 is because they've, they're not ready to show anything, but it's because they've got... <sighs> yeah, it, it's an odd one. Um it's the unknown, isn't it? Because Sony hasn't said anything, <laughs> you, you, we're all guessing. But it's a very Japanese way of doing things. Like, like it, it's us, us old people. It's like, oh yeah, it's a Japanese system. This is what they do. It's like Nintendo. We'll show it to you a week and a half before it launches. But uh, other than that, mind your own business. Hmm. So, are you thinking PlayStation Five first or Xbox first? Oh, I'm very much thinking PS Five first. Right. I think right now they've got so many good developers on lock for exclusives like i you well here's the thing like rocksteady hasn't done anything this generation yeah besides arkham knight and that was a while ago so they've got to be working on something and then yeah. you've got guerrilla games probably with what horizon 2 i would oh, imagine yeah, definitely definitely I've, I've heard there's another kill zone in the works as well that yeah i mean there's there's uh i enjoy more exclusive like spider-man you know spider-man's going to be getting a sequel oh yeah they have to, yeah. If they don't, people will riot. It's just for me, this is the system where the most exclusives I like lives. So for me, yeah, I'm, I'm totally going PS5 first. Barring they don't pull a, no, this is going to cost 699 US dollars at launch. Like, oh, I no. actually think 
I'd pay for a like this generation I know some people are ready for it to move on, but I kind of feel like it's just getting into the stride of it. And imagine if it had been the console was an extra $100 or £100 so they could get in a better what CPU or graphics card, whatever it was that's the bottleneck, and they could have stretched that out a bit. I, I think I'd rather what, pay like a bit like a, a Pro 2? Like another revision? Well, no, because the, the, problem, the problem is that the... All the games have to run on it. I think they have to upgrade now. But if the hardware had been a little bit better at launch, you know, if they had said, right, instead of yeah. £400, we're going to make it £500 and it's going to compete with a good-ranged PC, then well, this generation I don't probably you... wouldn't be ending as quickly. Well, I don't know if you read the articles at the time, but I remember at launch, PS4 was more powerful than the Xbox. Yeah. Because Xbox yeah. can only, like, output 720p. Uh... But now I think the Xbox is in the upper hand in terms of hardware, right? Yeah, yeah. I like think the, the One X Speeds Pro. Yeah, yeah. Scorpio, yeah. Um, but I remember reading at the time, like, for either of the PS4 or the Xbox One, the price they were asking for it, you could not make a compatible PC for that price. You just couldn't. Yeah. The components were too expensive. So they obviously took a loss on it. What makes me curious now is, are they going to take a loss on the next ones? Well, th- this also comes into the next, like, another thing that's coming from E3 is that they, you know, that the numbers that have been put in place for, like, how much a publisher makes and how much, like, a, the manufacturer makes or, the, or the, the platform holder makes in the cut of a developer's game has never be, really been for negotiation. And those numbers haven't really been released but the the theory is that the next generation that is going to be up for negotiation and you know developers and publishers are now pushing for a larger cut of of the income on their games so yeah are nintendo are sony are microsoft going to be happy making a loss on the a loss on their consoles if they're also going to take a cut on the the game side of it well um the only reason why i think that might be up for grabs now whereas it wasn't before was uh, let's take Nintendo for example, right? Nintendo could always say, and it was like ninety percent true: people aren't buying this system for your game; they're buying it for ours. Yeah, you're they're just buying it because between, we have yeah. Mario, and you're the you're what keeps people interested while we make our next big game. Yeah, that's not really the case anymore. No. <laughs> so it's I think awesome. third parties are starting to have more and more power because oh no, you're the reason. Like, we, we buy the system now. We don't buy it for the five or six exclusives you might put out your generation. Yeah, I mean, you've got to wonder if it's maybe just a Microsoft thing because they've done so shit as well, this generation with their exclusives, that, you know, hey, guys, we'll let you have six months exclusivity on the Xbox, but we'll, you know, and we'll give you, like, a larger cut of the, the sales. We'll take care of the marketing budget and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like, Microsoft, they... Since that company is ginormous, they have the money to burn to get back into first place if they want to. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they want to. I because think if they, they do, mo- yeah. you think they do? Because if they start to just hammer home the services end of it, then it doesn't make much sense for them to put that much into the hardware. But we'll see. This is speculation. Speculation is a fool's game. 
what do I know? I'm some dude in New York sitting in his boxers talking into a microphone. <laughs> and yes, I am in my boxers. And if you don't like to picture it, you know what? I'm sorry. So we talked a lot about what we think Microsoft, Sony's going to do and blah, 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 blah. What about Nintendo? That's where I'm curious. Um, I don't know. They're not doing what I thought they were going to do, which is probably pretty normal. You should never guess Nintendo. No. Um, I don't I like my Switch, but you don't. Which no. I th- yeah. I mean, I like the system as a system. It's just where the games, dog. I mean, it's very quickly becoming a dumping ground like the Wii was for everybody and their grandmother to dump on their $5 indie game. And that's that. I mean, that eShop is a mess. Yeah, they've just not... I, I, I keep on expecting them to come out with like, oh, hey guys, we know, here's the revision, and that's what we've been working on, and they like, they fix things. But it's just, everything's such a mess. The The online play side of it doesn't seem as good. The, the games we've had have been fine, but in fact, they've been more than fine. I mean, the Nintendo games have been great, but... Oh, they've been stellar, yeah. Yeah. I just They just need to... You, you hope they're going to get over this, whatever it is they do, where they just they just do their weird little thing. And I guess it's fine, though, that they, they've got away with it for the last 30 years. It's <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it also seems like every time Nintendo comes out with a new system, everybody forgets they've lost the last eight console wars. But- it's like, no... It's this never is been not a going to be war for them, is it? It's it's not. They don't. Well, care. Ha- I mean, yeah, they did during the you know Nintendo sixty four and the GameCube, and it wasn't until the Wii they went, oh, we'll just be a non combatant. Hmm. And and then they tried that again with the Wii U, and that thing, oh, that was a wet fart. That was terrible. <laughs> that was a um, poorly marketed thing, I think. Well, no, no, like like okay, you don't know because you haven't had your hands on it. Mm. But I did have one for was... a day. <laughs> oh, oh well, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> you anything you wanted to do with that system took so long, even compared to a PS3 and a 360. Like ten minutes to download, you know, five hundred megabytes, and you're like, oh my gosh, will <laughs> you just move? Um, if you wanted to hit the settings, no lie, it took a minute to bring up the settings menu. Oh. It was, the tech there was a piece of crap. Until you look at it as a, oh, oh, maybe it was a beta for the Switch. Okay, that makes sense. Doesn't really help if you blew $400 on it. But, it, it you know, it makes sense in a business term of, like, let's see if this off-TV play works. Yeah. Um, I mean, on my paper, the Switch is... It- it should be the the perfect Nintendo console. The complaints before was that it was only really the first party games that kept them relevant, and because their first party yeah. games are so good, it is worth picking them up eventually. And but, and their first parties were split over. Well, this first party releases on the 3DS, and this first party releases on the Wii U. That kind of thing. Yeah. So here you go, guys. We we've combined it. Now you should have more games or more Nintendo games and. But yeah, they just—I don't know—the the virtual consoles missing. The, the yeah, it's just not what I had envisioned. However, I really like my Vita, 
because it was the place where I could play indie games. And I do appreciate that the Switch is that. However, in a time where I'm, I have less and less time to play games, and the indie... drug dealing though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's why? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Mad right. mess. Just making lab. sure. It's just it's difficult to it's difficult to pick out the good games from the bad games with the amount of shit that's released on the Switch. It's kind of my feeling. It's too messy, and it, as you say, the shop is a complete nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess they're making strides toward it, right? Because they're coming out with that just handheld only switch at the time of this recording, at least. I mean, yeah, it the switch, yet. yeah. Now, I'm curious why they're not making a Switch Pro to stand alongside of that for people that play it like a home console. That way, you could hit both markets and soak them again. For but anyway. Mm. <laughs> um, I will say they're they're coming up the end of this year looks really strong for Nintendo. Hmm. And I don't I, it's the dead zone that kills them because you had like Odyssey and Breath of the Wild release and it was like oh my gosh this is amazing and then you had Arms which is pretty good from what I hear and then you had Splatoon two and they came out of the gate really strong and then it was pff, wasteland for a very long time. And now it's picking back up again. I I think this is maybe because a lot of the games that they did release were Wii U ports. And for some of them... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have them on the Wii U. However, I haven't picked up a lot of them on the Switch either, which is... Um, which isn't great, but... I'm not, conv- <laughs> I'm not convinced their, their lineup is as bad as people had said. Like, you know, Donkey Kong looked like it was a solid game. Um, Mario- oh, no, Donkey Kong was more than solid. It was amazing, dude. Yeah, Mario Kart, again, another great game. You've got Pokken Tournament, which sounded really good. Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. There has been different things for each person. Um, the, the Mario Deluxe. Um, yeah, it hasn't, no, hasn't but, been enough, though. Hmm. Well, you're looking at it from the, the side of a Nintendo fan, right? Hmm. Now, I want you to imagine, on the Xbox One... Their big headline games were Gears of War 2 and Halo 3. And you'd look at them like, what, are you crazy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it got so bad to the point where people were writing articles. So maybe maybe it's a good thing Nintendo doesn't release games anymore. Uh, you know, very often. <laughs> because we need to take time to enjoy our games. <laughs> like, man, this this is getting dire, if that's the case. But, like, if you looked at... um. If P- Sony started its generation by re-releasing PS3 games, you would look at them like they were crazy. But it, it's because it's Nintendo. We all kind of forgive them a little bit because, well, you're Uncle Nintendo. Yeah, I never, part of the family. never ever thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. But so, but their end of this year looks pretty strong. Just with Fire Emblem. Pokemon uh, starting next year with Animal Crossing. The Luigi's Breath of the Wild Mansion. 2 is coming next year. Luigi's Mansion is coming. Those are all big hitters, right? Yeah. So at least for the next while, you're in a good spot. My question is, what are they going to do five years from now? Because there's no way this Switch will last another six years. Well, they're they're in a sticky position, I think. Because are they going to start the apple route 
of or the PlayStation Pro route of another console iteration that's like a half step but they I think will need probably want to increase the quality of their games and at some point are they going to be happy saying right this is it games in 2021 do not run on the original switch if you want to play them you have to buy it on the new switch it's quite a messy situation but they've got something they've got thunder in a jar they need to keep it going i i i think they have to stick with the switch and reiterate so oh i think they should totally stick with the switch but i uh, i'm guessing halfway through the next generation's life which is what they've been doing now they're going to release something and that's great in terms of business because at that point if after you've had your ps5 for three years or your xbox carrot or whatever they're calling it instead of a three (laughs) your xbox you're gonna look uh, (laughs) your xbox goku versus superman um you're gonna look at whatever nintendo brings out because it's a shiny new toy they've got a perfect spot for well we're kind of tired of this gen well, hey, here's something new. And that seems to work for Nintendo really well. But I wonder if they're going to go Switch 2 and just be like, no, 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 our business now is handheld plus on the TV. Because, again, that's a niche nobody else is really touching. They sort of tried it with the Vita, and the Vita, well, that just... It wasn't even a wet fart. It was just, it was a squeaker. I like my Vita. I thought it was a really good console. I loved my Vita. The Vita should have won that battle. If you're looking at it on paper, yeah. Vita should have smoked the 3DS. But yeah, it didn't. And it didn't help that Sony went, no, 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 that's not ours. We we didn't we didn't make that. That's somebody else. Yeah. So yeah, we're living in exciting times, man. And the one thing that makes it exciting slash scary for people like me is... When does streaming become a thing? I don't think... What what do you mean, like, where you don't buy games and you just stream them like Netflix? Well, that or... No, 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 there's no disk drive. I mean, Xbox has already done that. Yeah, um... I don't think it's such a big problem. I mean, like... That doesn't scare you a little? No, I, I work in a... I work in an industry where, like... So, for anybody that is IT related or works in IT, a big part of my job is Citrix. And for years, Citrix have, um, they have taken away the the end power at a person's PC or their desk and put it into a server room. So, when you run your applications on your computer, you know, like, what one of the big projects I was involved in in my work was replacing like a thousand pcs at the, the the business i worked from being you know decent spec pcs to dumb terminals basically like you know intel celeron p celeron celery uh <laughs> processors with one gig of ram and a, a 30 gigabyte hard drive and you know those 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 devices aren't powerful enough to probably run internet explorer or word but what we did was we 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 put the the CPU and the memory um and the graphics in the data center and we we ran our applications through that through a tool called Citrix, and over the years that's got better and better and better to the point where you can now run like really really high end like graphical programs like Autodesk and Adobe Suite from the data center to anything as long as the network connection is good. So this has been in place in in enterprise for years. 
and I am surprised at how long it's taken well part of me is surprised at how long it's taken I can understand why it hasn't moved into the public domain yet but probably because of internet speeds but you know the UK well and and on that hold on Europe is in a better position than the US is yeah from what I've gathered right okay I think it's you guys that are holding it up I mean I, I listen to a lot of American podcasts and folk are saying you know they've got like broadband or uh, data caps and their broadband's maybe like oh oh yeah yeah that's just yeah, not a our, thing over our here. isps are you know about the same as terrorists at this point <laughs> yeah like i mean for 27 pounds a month i get unlimited broadband with i think i'm up 50 megabytes down and 10 up or something stupid so but see with us with with america the problem is, like um i pay around 50 a month which i don't know the conversion rate that's got to be close yeah um but we get good down speed. Like, I get 100 megs down. I get three up. The yeah. problem with us is the up speed. I, th- I think that's... I think that's... I mean, that's probably not a big problem. You, you sound like you've got really good... That's better than my internet. Uh, well, yeah, but we end up... You know, it, it fluctuates wildly, too. That is some of the problem here. It's not stable in terms of speed. Like, I still have not been able to do share play ever with any kind of good consistency. Like, but when it comes to games, correct me if I'm wrong, your up isn't going to matter too much because all your up is sending are controller inputs. Yes. Right? So, yeah, your your up's not really going to... I mean, it's minimal amount of data. when you're Even when you're playing online, it's not a huge amount of, of data. Like, yeah. I, I remember, like when my friend was playing quake on the internet on his 56k modem and in my head i'm like surely this is going to use loads of data and your internet connection isn't going to be fast enough but i mean it wasn't but it's 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 not a huge amount of data you're sending back and forth when you're streaming like you say yeah you are gonna like if you're trying to use SharePlay, you are gonna send a lot up but not not a lot yeah like when you're streaming from a server like microsoft's cloud solution or whatever they're gonna come out with is it x cloud I, I mean that really. Should... I, I I haven't heard a official like name for it, but yeah, it's, it's Microsoft Cloud or something. Yeah. Um. And and to be fair, so in my industry, we work on chest hair and muscles, and by <laughs> golly, we like our discs. Now, granted, a disc for your PS4, or your Xbox One, is not the game anymore, and it really hasn't been for a couple years. Like. If you want to play some unpatched versions of games, you go right ahead. You probably won't be able to do it. Like, the big wake-up call for me, right, was um, when my mom died, I was spending a lot of time up with my dad. And I brought my, my TV and my PS4, you know, just something to pass the time. And I wanted to show him uh, Gran Turismo because he was a mechanic for, like, 20 years. And I couldn't play the game without internet at all. It's mad, isn't and it? And then I was like... Okay, well, maybe I'll just watch a movie. Uh, I can't play a movie without the internet. Okay. So, the funny thing is, is you remember that stuff that Microsoft was saying at the beginning of the generation that everybody went pitchforks and torches for? Mm. It slowly but surely happened over the course of this gen, but Sony has been so quiet about it that nobody really noticed. 
Yeah. And I, for me, it's like, <laughs> poor poor Microsoft, you should have just kept your mouth shut. Well, it was just the whole, like, it was the way they It was the it way they yeah. were saying it, too, yeah. yeah. It, but, I mean, we basically now have online-only systems. Oh, yeah. I I mean, like, I've... I've Other like, than Nintendo. Yeah, I've, they're still quite good for not patching their stuff extensively, but... I, I think it's bullshit that you buy a game and like then you've got thirty forty gigabytes of patches on day one. That that is crazy. Like, but I guess it it's just part of the world, isn't it? It's 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 absolutely mad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's yeah, you got a thirty gigabyte day one patch, but if you want your game to look like Injustice Two, I'm sorry, boy, that's the price. You know, it, it's just it's kind of the world we live in now. What, what did you think I'm of Injustice Two? To... What did I think of it? I thought the story mode was pretty good. I want to play Justice 3, but they came out with Mortal Kombat, so I'm going to have to play that instead. Uh, it was a lot of fun to go through with my daughter. We played it on easy because it's my daughter. I mean, I, as a man of my fighting game stature, I wouldn't be caught dead playing on easy, but it was my <laughs> daughter's fault. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the story was a lot of fun. I I, I really... Like, everything nether realm... Like, oh, man, we just switched topics, but we're going to do it. NetherRealm, this generation, has come out of nowhere to be the best single-player fighting game developer. I fucking told you. I told you. Yeah, I I remember when you, um, it was a couple of years ago, I said Injustice was better than Street Fighter V, and I think you might just a bit lynched me. But it is, like... Oh, oh, we. I still want to lynch you for saying that. <laughs> it is a better game. I... No, no, okay, that's the thing. To be fair... Street Fighter, I feel, is the better game, which is why it gets played at tournaments for the next 10 years. And Tekken is a better game, and Soul Calibur is a better fighting game. Injustice is a much better single-player experience than those could ever hope to offer. I'll agree with you on that, but I think a lot of it is... I don't think... I think this version of Street Fighter is possibly the worst Street Fighter game for a while. Um... Yeah, but as you say, like, well, I, I I think I told you this before. I'm not a big fan of um, of Mortal Kombat just because of the gore side of it. So I really want to play that game just for the story. Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't know what it is, but there's only so many times you can you can watch somebody be like dismembered, and it's cool the first time, but after like a hundred times. Oh, see, like... I get to experience it through my daughter's eyes. Who, to her, this is all the coolest stuff in the world, man. Oh, look, she ripped his head out and stuffed his spleen in his spinal cavity. This is great. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I it, it's great that I get to see what I was like at 13 playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Does she like the Mortal Kombat games? Oh, oh, she lo- she loves Mortal Kombat and Justice. She likes, like, Street Fighter and Tekken and Soul Calibur and Dragon Ball. She loves Dragon Ball Fighters because who doesn't? It's a great game. But she's not very good at them. She's very just mashy. And she, that's the problem. With Injustice, you don't really need to take the time to learn the ins and outs of a character to enjoy the game. With those other fighting games, you do. There's a, there's a, it's very accessible. And then at a point, it becomes like you do actually need to learn it. But you can achieve a lot without knowing a huge amount. While Street Fighter, if you just keep on throwing Hadoukens, you're going to get your head kicked. Oh, it's going to get mushed. 
Uh, I mean, and with, with their style of story, if you say don't like playing as Jax, don't worry about it. You're not going to be playing for him that long. <laughs> you know, it, you're going to be playing as somebody else in a few minutes, which is, a, I think, a great way for them to say, hey, mm, look at all the cool characters we have, which is something uh, I don't think Japanese, char- Japanese characters, whew, I don't think Japanese developers have caught on to yet. If you want to get the masses, I think it was Maximilian who did a video on this. If you want to get the the masses in on a fighting game, just have a boatload of characters. They don't care about Super Roman cancels. They don't care. Yeah. What they care about is, look how many people I can choose to be. Yeah, that is an interesting point. And then we have Marvel vs. Capcom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of glad I gave that a miss. I, I don't know if we'll ever see that series again. I I hope to God we will because I can explain it to you and I can explain it to everybody in the world that no, 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 play the game. It looks kind of funky, you're right, yeah. but it is so much fun. It is a lot of fun to play, but court of public opinion, that thing was shot before it ever came out and all because of Chun-Li's stupid face and ears. There's no Wolverine as well though, right? <laughs> What what is with okay? Explain that to me. What who cares about the X Men? I I think Wolverine makes that game. You've got he he is a big draw for me. He looks so cool and yeah, he was a good character. Really? Yeah. Even okay. Let's take Capcom out of it, right? Like you know, playing as Firebrand and Dante and all that nonsense. He has more draw than like a Dormammu or a Ghost Rider or Venom. Yeah, I think the only uh, Wolverine would probably be one of my favorite Marvel characters on besides Spider-Man. Venom's a good one. Hmm. I'm trying to think who else. Cuz I mean, that had a it had it had its weird oh yes, Marvel is trying to uh promote its movies like your Rocket Raccoons. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh you know, weird things like that, but I thought the Marvel side was decently good. Like I'm, I'm much more on the Capcom side than the the Marvel side, but I liked playing as Hulk. Yeah, Hulk was a fun. cool character. Did you see? Uh, I, I did you see Endgame and Infinity War? Nope, cause I don't care. Oh, you guys, you want to know why I don't care, Luke? Why? You want to you want to know why? Why? Because I think video games have gotten to the point where they are now better. That Spider-Man game was better than any Spider-Man movie I'd seen. The last ones haven't been great, though, have they? No, no. I mean, even if you take the Tobey Maguire ones and the Jamie Foxx one, I can't remember the name of the guy that played Spider-Man, the Dennis Leary ones. I don't know about the Tom Holland one. I haven't seen Homecoming yet. But, or take Batman, for example. That Arkham trilogy, way better than any Batman movie. Yeah. Well. So for me, I get my superhero fix on the game side of things because I think they're better than the movies. Yeah. There's something that is totally true, but it's sometimes easier just to pick up a film and plug it in for two and a half hours than play like a 40 hour game. True. <laughs> that, that is very true. <laughs> um, like, like, uh, Kelsey watched, uh, Ultron. Oh, the other day. I didn't like that film. Did you, did you like well, it? Uh, I, I like, I liked, I, I don't know, I watched like 15 minutes of it while I was playing Monster Hunter. But, um, like, like James Spader's cool. 
Makes a cool old song. I don't like how they gave him a Garrus mouth, but this isn't a movie podcast. This is a game <laughs> podcast. And one of the big things, like, she, at the end, she was like, well, what did you think? And I thought, yeah, it was okay. It was fine. It's just a movie. And I was like, I don't like how they always have to reset to neutral, though. Yeah. Like, that's my problem. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I've never been a huge fan of the Avengers films, although the last two were okay. In fact, they were they were really, really good. They weren't just okay. But the, the ones before that I wasn't really my thing. Although, Mr. Luke? Yeah. I don't feel so well. Oh, I love you, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, wait, what What else are we going to talk about? What else have you been playing? What, what else are we going to talk about? Yeah, because this isn't a movie podcast. Just keep in mind, Marvel has been weird since the 60s. Anyway, okay. So here's something that I ran into lately. So trying to break out of my Monster Hunter fixation here. Okay. I was like, okay, I should play a different Capcom game. Because why not, right? Capcom's amazing. Um, <laughs> so I decided to try Dead Rising 4 Frank's Big Package. Ooh. Okay? <laughs> Is that what it's called? It is called Frank's Big Package, oh my yes. God. It is amazing. <laughs> now, as it turns out, I went media black on this because, well, it's a Capcom game. I'm going to play it at some point while you watch trailers and spoil stuff. So I booted it up, and it's a Christmas game, Luke. It's a freaking Christmas game. It takes place at Christmas. There's Christmas music playing. So you pause the menu. There's jazzy renditions of Christmas carols. It's great! So it's replaced Die Hard as your, your go-to Christmas experience. So... So what happened was I was like, ooh, this is like July. I can't play a Christmas game. So I have that set aside until <laughs> Christmas that, because that's my life. That's amazing. I uh, uh, th- I haven't played Dead Rising since I think I maybe tried two, but I got Dead Rising 1 uh, when it came out, or my ooh. brother did, on his Xbox, and I moved into a flat with like no internet and nothing i didn't know anybody so i I borrowed my brother's xbox i kind of took it without telling him he was pissed off until i saw him the, the, the as you should <laughs> yeah but i uh i bought this stupid like standard definition tv from craig um it took like us <laughs> like an hour to get it up the stairs because it weighed so much but uh yeah unfortunately like you couldn't read the text because it was so small on the screen i think you needed like, yeah a hdmi cable or something or a h uh it would be component probably so yeah, that that's been my only experience with Dead Rising, but I <laughs> I do like mowing down zombies and doing that in a festive theme sounds quite appealing. Oh, it's it's great, it's great. Um, my problem with the Dead Rising series was I don't like the timer. I didn't like the fact that you have to be here by a certain time or it's game over. Yeah, that's and then you me start out. new game plus. I didn't like that. So in four, there's no timer at all, and this has just been so much fun to just run around on a tricycle with boxing gloves <laughs> and knives coming out of them, punching zombies. It's just a goofy, fun game. So my question is, do you have a game that is kind of your, well, I like this, but now is not the time to play it? Yeah. Um, you actually got me this game. Neo. I, uh, I'm oh, go- okay. Yeah, I'm going to wait until I've got time off. So um, I, I really like like Souls games and Bloodborne, and I haven't picked up Sekiro, but you, you bought me Neo, and very, very similar to Souls, a bit more arcade-y. Um, I did the first zone, really, really liked it, but I get very stressed playing these games, and <laughs> <laughs> on top of doing it at work when I'm, you know, like, it, it for me, it's a 
it's a game that needs to be played when I'm on holiday. And when I'm on holiday, they generally throughout the rest of the year, I'm also off with my wife, so we're away doing things or decorating or, or whatever it is we're doing. But Christmas is like a guaranteed time where we're both sat down and she'll maybe have a book or watching a film and I'll be playing games and I'll maybe get through two or three. So I've got it set aside for then. Um, I don't know if that's weird or not. It's just just my thing, I think. But Well, when we were kids, I mean, for me, it was like, oh, I can't play an RPG yet. That has to wait till I'm out of school. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think we always had like, well, this game has to be played at this time. It's almost become like a routine, though, or like a, a tradition. Because I think I, Dark Souls Three was two Christmases ago. Bloodborne was the last Christmas. So yeah, Neo, this Christmas, but it, it's that sort of um, that thing. Although saying that, I have been playing uh, Dark Souls Remastered. So first, yeah. I I I got halfway through Demon Souls, I think. Um, and quit because I, I just didn't think it was that great uh more in that in a minute then i played dark souls for a little <laughs> bit <laughs> uh same again didn't enjoy it missed dark souls 2 and then fell massively in love with dark souls 3 and i think it was just like I'd, it finally clicked so i bought dark souls 1 at christmas when it was on sale and i've not actually played it same sort of thing but i thought I've had a little bit of time off this week. I'll I'll have a quick crack of that and see how I get on. And because I've played Dark Souls before, maybe I'll be able to play it around work. And I'm really not enjoying it. I think it's really janky. I don't think it's aged very well. And every time I play it, I just want to go and install Dark Souls three and play that again. It's maybe um well, a couple of things. <laughs> Number one, you filthy, filthy casual. Number two. <laughs> <Get me. laughs> You should be playing Dark Souls 2. And number three, where are you at in Dark Souls, out of curiosity? Um, so I have beaten the big demon on the bridge. And I'm, Taurus demon, okay. Yeah. Uh, that took a few attempts just to get back into the swing of rolling. I was also I had too much weight, so it was taking too long to roll. Are oh, you were fat rolling? Yeah. It was a few things that bugging me, like the camera angle in that game. If you lock onto him and he jumps over you, the camera just goes mental. And then there's other yeah. times where you're like, you think you've rolled in time, and it's maybe like Dark Souls Three is a bit more forgiving with the roll, but like you think you've rolled out of the way in time, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get splatted and knocked off the bridge. Or, um, I think that's perhaps what's putting me off. Is like, I don't mind dying when I've done shit, but I do mind dying because the camera angles mess me up and I can't see or. I've clipped hit in. boxes. Yeah, like yeah, that stuff. I don't know. If All right. It... So, what's your thoughts, Dave? Right, let me put on my daddy pants here. <laughs> uh, Back in my I've day, I've finished Dark Souls twelve times. You right? mad, bro? You, you, no, you can go through it in about two and a half hours once you start to know it upside and down. Jeez. Um, you are absolutely correct. It is the jankiest game I have ever loved. <laughs> um the physics are janky the boss hitboxes are janky the one boss is is a tour through hell even vietnam vets are like i ain't fighting the bed of chaos <laughs> so i mean I, I i get it it is inc- but see this is where i think the differing opinion this difference of opinion comes in you're going back to it mm. if this was your first one and you'd never played Dark Souls 3, and you never played Bloodborne or Neo or anything. I mean, looking at it with those eyes, I can see why I fell in love with it. Yeah. 
But um, uh, I did a thing where I, through all 12 of those playthroughs, uh, I didn't touch any of the DLC. Because I wanted a, I need more Dark Souls. Good. Here's something new. Yeah, yeah. And when Remastered came out, I was like, oh, this is the perfect time to go back and do me some Artorias. Uh, Artorias is not near as hard as everybody said he was. And I don't think that's because I'm uber gamer. I think it's just because, you know, Bloodborne has taught you how to dodge very well. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not enjoy my time back in Dark Souls 1 when I replayed it. So I absolutely love the game. I think it's one of the most important games of that generation. But I don't think it's fun to go back to either. So, right. I I hold Dark Souls 3 really, really high. I actually think I prefer Dark Souls over uh, Dark Souls 3 over Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne's like the more fun game, but I enjoyed my time with Dark Souls 3 and like the way it, um it's maybe just because it was my first one. I I think is probably yeah. the biggest reason. But Zelda rules. Yeah, like where do the Dark Souls games sit in like a list if you were to list them? Just Dark Souls or like everything Souls borny? Yeah, kind just, of thing. Just go for it. All all of them. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna try to take all nostalgia out and like oh, but this was important to gaming, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great beta impression. Thank you. Dark Souls 2 is probably my favorite in terms of, of just, I could go for a Souls game, let's pop in 2. After that, I would put... Can I just jump in uh, here? I put Bloodborne. Hang on, so yeah. My understanding of Dark Souls 2 is it's the least favorite in the series just because the level design doesn't do that really quirky thing of like Dark Souls levels aren't just very linear. They, you know, they they all seem to link in yeah. and like but Dark Souls 2 misses all of that and even with that you Dark... put, put that at your top uh yeah okay cause Dark Souls 2 it did that rare thing that people say they like but then when they actually get it they're like ew this is gross it changed everybody wants oh I want, I want some innovation in this they innovate and then people go ew but it's not like Dark Souls 1 <laughs> yeah okay it's not the right that innovation that kind of thing yeah um Dark Souls 2 focused mainly on the fights. One was very focused on the world and the story, and I think Dark Souls 1 might still have the best story next to Bloodborne. Okay. But 2 was, these are interesting fights, or this is an interesting corridor to try to get down, and they're not going to say, okay, you have to walk through this winding path and find this shortcut. It's, no, here's a gauntlet, run through it. Mm. So gameplay-wise... I think Dark Souls 2 is the best. Sekiro is where it gets really sticky, man. <laughs> it gets really sticky in there. Um, I think 3 is probably the worst. Really? In my opinion, yes. Is that because it's too uh, easy? Th- no, no, I didn't find Dark Souls 3 that easy. Um, I think Dark Souls 3 is the worst because it did what everybody wanted them to yeah, do. Okay. And I know this is douchey of me, but they it's kind of why I'm worried about that um, Elden Ring yeah, game. Yeah. It looks like a Dark Souls game. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, with J.R.R. Martin involved, it's like, oh, this isn't going to be FromSoft being FromSoft. This is going to be FromSoft with filtered through J.R.R. Martin. 
Um, three was when they're like, no, 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 guys, 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 it's cool. We'll, we'll put one stuff in here. It won't make sense story-wise, but look, look, there's a thing from Dark Souls 1. And I think it kind of diluted it, and I think Bloodborne was way stronger. Did you, did you play Bloodborne, man? Yeah, yeah, I finished it. Uh, I haven't done the DLC. The crazy, the crazy shift that game takes from, like, werewolf to, oh, look, it's Elder Gods. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I I don't think 3 is bad. It's just of them all. Like, I even like Demon Souls a little more, but that was my first one, so I'm partial to that. Yeah, okay. So, like, for me, I think Dark Souls 3, I, I didn't find it that difficult. And I'm not sure if it is because it's easier than the previous ones that I bounced off of, or it just clicks for me, but... Like, I one-shotted a lot of the bosses, although there were some of them that just absolutely nailed me for turn. Fuck you, Nameless King, you bastard. Um, <laughs> oh, I love Nameless King! That was good stuff! Okay. <laughs> but even with that, like, Bloodborne had the better story, more accessible. Um, but the, the slow, like, deliberate way that Dark Souls has you fight, or the, the way I chose to play the game anyway was a lot more appealing than the fast-paced Bloodborne. And that, like, whilst I, I clicked with it and I, I, you know, I completed the game and I, I enjoyed it, I still think Dark Souls is a better game for me, personally. But, um, yeah. Gameplay-wise, I think 3 is the strongest of the Souls games. Like, game-wise. Like, combat felt good. They fixed the camera. Things were fast, but not twitchy. It, it was It was a good mix of uh soul style game whereas you know bloodborne bloodborne is closer to sekiro they're kind of off in this this offshoot i really want to see you play sekiro i want to but that's again it's the the partying thing uh, I, I sucked at partying and being forced to do it like it doesn't seem like i i take it then you played Bloodborne like I did, where you didn't so much go for that gunshot parry. You just kind of, well, he's attacking here. I'm not going to be here when you do it kind of thing. I actually Very... was... Bloodborne's parrying seems a little bit more forgiving than Sekiro's. Sekiro, whatever, however you pronounce it. But It's Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah. Like, I, like, Father Gascoigne, I absolutely nailed him with a parry the shotgun i is the same with the final boss as well i like i i learned it for that but it wasn't an enjoyable like dark souls is like i think we've discussed this before but just for the audience like i go into a dark souls fight and majority of the time first two three four attempts i will not do any attacks until i've i've mastered the the dodges and then i'll maybe go in and do the get them on a stage that the boss on the stage two and then figure that out again so that when i do actually have a proper attempt i know what to do and i figured the boss out um sometimes we are very different people yeah i like sometimes i'll i'll actually get through the boss first attempt and you know i'll just do a couple swings here and there and then oh that's it it's done i've i've done it on the first attempt but it's very slow and deliberate which sounds like it's maybe the opposite for you I, I run in covered in blood and screaming, <laughs> wielding an axe, man. <laughs> I, I, I deal with the dodges as they come. I'm not like, oh, okay, so he at this point is he hits phase one. I'm still screaming and swinging like a moron. One thing that I'd be very curious to see is 
Remember that game everybody forgot, Lords of the Fallen? Yeah, I've tried playing that a couple of times. Um, it's it's okay. The the only thing I'd say is like, if you like, if an enemy's locked onto you, right? Say like in Dark Souls, if you if an enemy attacks you, they um their their swing is very deliberate, and say if you run around them whilst they're doing that attack, they're they don't swing and follow you. They they still continue their attack, and then. They yeah, they don't up. track. Yeah, but Lords of the Fallen, that doesn't happen. So if you like run round an opponent, they'll just turn around with the swing and in the same animation, they'll be facing you again, which then means you've either got to roll at the right time or it's not like Dark Souls where you can position. And I never got over that. Plus, it's, it did, it just seemed like a bit of a knockoff, to be honest. But Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, like That's a weird masterclass in, oh, you guys tried to copy it, but you didn't get it. Yeah. You didn't get it, did you? Um, I finished it. I thought it was it was a good in between Souls game. You know, not like the same level as Neo. Good, but well, I don't have any new Souls to play. I guess this is fine. Yeah, it was it was okay. Kind of it's just in a world where there's so many other games, it was it was very easy to just put it down and forget about it, which is a shame, I guess. But it, yeah. well, lesson learned and all that. Yeah. Um. That, that brings me to a good point, though. So, with this this generation, uh, let's say winding down, like we're gonna have a few big sunbursts. Like, just for Craig, I'll say it: Death Stranding, uh, <laughs> um, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake, Last of Us Two. We're gonna have a big sunburst before we go out of the PS4. Um, I want you to, to take a moment and think: What is one game you regret? playing or buying this generation yeah like i really wish i hadn't played this or bought this right let me have a look it's probably easier to have a look at my trophy list just give me a minute sure i'll talk about mine in the meantime go for it um so i bought a game by a company that i like their their main series i love sniper elite it's good stuff (laughs) um they came out with strange brigade and it was like 1930s adventure film, and it looked fun, and it was cheeky, and that looks great. I will buy that day one. Well, day one, Dave played it and went, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it's very stiff. It's janky. The shooting isn't good. This is this is not good. Maybe I'm not in the right mood for it. So I put it down for a couple of weeks, and then I'm like, all right, Strange Brigade, cheeky British narrator, let's do this. Oh, Oh, this isn't fun. And so I put it down. I'm like, all right. Maybe I need multiplayer. And nobody else had it that I knew. It's like the Left 4 Dead style game, right? Yeah, sort of. Left 4 Dead, but there's more of a level. Like, you can go get loot, find treasure chests, things like that. Um, So I decided very selfishly to buy this for Craig. (laughs) Like, hey, Craig, it's like 12 pounds. Here, have it. And and we were, I said, why don't you play a little bit of it? And that way you get used to the controls. We just hop right into multiplayer. And he's like, okay, Dave. And so we I'll just we, go we watch that in. film about it. <laughs> I'll watch that film. And so it, the day comes where we're like, all right, we're going to play us the Strange Brigade. And he's like, okay. And ha- about halfway through the level, he goes, Dave, this is crap. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank God it's not just me. <laughs> There's a lot so for Dave, I gave uh, this Craig to say that when it's a gift. 
It is. He sounded so unhappy. I was about 50% of me was like, I should make him play through this whole thing because he sounded so disinterested <laughs> and so just, I'm only playing this because you bought it for me, you asshole. But I gave that game every opportunity. Single player, launch day, that didn't work. Multiplayer, nope, you suck. So Strange Brigade is literally the only game that I regret buying this generation. Oh, right. This is a tough one. There's a few that I could go on for different reasons. Um, I guess one of the ones I've been trying to play recently is Dishonored 2. I absolutely love Dishonored, but Dishonored, Whoa. Yeah, Dishonored 2, I just don't think it's a good game. Like the, the combat mechanics are is something off with the sword fighting or something. It's just not it's just not interesting. Um but a game I think probably the game that I've disliked the most this generation and regret buying was Valkyria Chronicles remastered. Whoa! I know. Really? Yeah, I really, really don't like that game. I, I just, I think the the difficulty spikes are unwelcome, um, and I didn't enjoy the story. And like, I like anime. It just wasn't for me. And weeb, <sighs> weebo, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Now, see, yeah, that that finds me. That's really curious. Because to me, that's one step above Fire Emblem. Yeah, I know, right? I like In term, XCOM, Fire Emblem, yeah. all these sort of games, love them. But that game just, it was something about it just didn't gel. I, I didn't like the interface. I didn't like the stories. Like the combat was almost dull. It just, and the thing is, everybody loves it. It's just a game that I just don't think is that great. But a bit weird. So Valkyria Four for Christmas then? <laughs> I've already sold it once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. um yeah yeah i I mean i can't really see it because i can't find very many like all the faults i would find with that are like high level well i don't like how you rely on scouts too much and i don't like you know that kind of criticism um i mean the story is anime is all balls you're right um it really is it's a cool concept but i was world war ii and yeah Oh yeah, yeah. I like like I I I like everything else about that game. Um. So yeah, huh? That's curious. I don't think you're a terrible person for disliking it. Uh, <laughs> the internet might burn you alive. Yeah, I think. But even Craig loved it. Uh, in fact, Craig. Why can't absolutely... you accept our waifus? Uh, yeah, he he is a waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Craig is now a waifu. This is great. <laughs> I'm gonna buy me a Craig body pillow I don't... with real boobs. I... What? <laughs> Uh, I don't think he'll make it far in this podcast. We'll be alright. You won't hear that. Oh, oh, he'll totally. Oh, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll let him know. <laughs> right. Um, um. You got anything else? We're getting. Yeah. We're getting close to two hours. Um. I kind of don't have anything else. Oh, I do have something I want to talk about, but it's not anything we can really... Oh, I can't expand upon that much. Okay. But, so, I've been listening to video game podcasts again, and something that's <laughs> been popping up in the news, I'm finding very interesting. Okay. It seems like PC is having its first console war, and it is not doing it well. Is this the epic Steam war thing? The epic game, yeah. Um... You guys, so so the way I see it, Nintendo, Nintendo, we can equivalent to GOG, 
they're just like, dude, don't don't get me involved. Yeah. I will do my thing over here. Leave me alone. But yeah, I'll release the Witcher now and After- again. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's fine. <laughs> we'll put the Witcher on sale. Leave us alone. Uh, Epic is very much Microsoft with the Xbox. They are trying to buy their way into the industry when they first show up, right? And then you got, like, Steam is Sony. They're this big old bloated giant that's like, whatevs. We're, we're Sony. We're Steam. What are you going to do? Um, People on the internet, computer people, the master race, if you will, uh, they don't know how to deal with a console war, Luke. It's very funny to see. <laughs> There's a bit more to it. I mean, Epic seemed to be a bunch of scummy scumbags, but then Steam are a bit of a... Whoa! Why? Wait, whoa, 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 boy. Why is Epic a bunch of scumbags? Aren't they, like, uh, like forgive me, I, I don't really pay a huge amount of attention to this. Even when I listen to it on other podcasts, I just shut off because it's PC gaming. But isn't <laughs> isn't the way they're doing business and, like, wh- what was the game that just came out that promised people... It was part of a Kickstarter stretch goal or something. If you put so much money in, you'd get this game. But now that now that it's been bought over exclusively by Epic, I don't know. There's just like this huge thing where... Well, yeah. um, okay, there, there's a couple things Epic did that I guess rankled people the wrong way. <laughs> which isn't a big deal to console people because they're like, oh, that's, that's what we do. Um, number one, they, they bought Psionics, the people who did Rocket League. And they said... We will continue to support on Steam, but this is now an Epic Store exclusive. Okay, we as console people understand exclusives. Oh, okay, you want people to use your platform. Oh, A-okay, that's fine. Epic has also done the whole thing of if you come here instead of the 88-12% split that Steam offers, they offer, I I think it's like 70-30 split. And so they're headhunting big names on Steam like Rebellion and saying, hey, you can make more money on ours. And they're like, oh, give us a couple mil and we'll be exclusive. Okay. So stuff we're used to, right? Like, oh, that's a Nintendo franchise. That's a Sony franchise. Nobody really had a shit fit that Spider-Man was on Sony only. We just knew that's an exclusive. So those are like... The big things, right? Their Epic is throwing a bunch of money around, I'm guessing because of Fortnite. Like, they have a boatload of money now because of Fortnite. And they're just buying exclusives. And PC people are losing their shit, Luke. <laughs> like, now, from the outside, it, the fun- it's easy for us yeah. to go and say, yeah, that that's normal. But I don't understand why you would because, like, Steam have had such a monopoly over everything and it's, well, that's the thing. Yeah. I think Epic's taking the measures they have to take to crack that monopoly. Yeah. Um. And and no, I mean, and here's the kicker, right? This is the kicker for us as console people. <laughs> if you want an exclusive, crap! I need to lay down four hundred dollars for another system. Yeah. Something we've become accustomed to. For them, it is crap. I need to open another launcher. Yeah, it's... it's a... And they're still going berserk. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should... Uh, maybe they should have to have two units under the television and not <laughs> just one. But... <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I get it. I didn't like opening Uplay either. Nobody, nobody <laughs> liked games from Windows Live. Nobody did. 
But it wasn't that big. I, I guess I just find it hilarious that, oh, you guys aren't used to this. You're used to getting almost everything just on one platform. I couldn't imagine that. It's such a... I mean, I haven't properly PC gamed in like what, 20, 20 years? No, it can't be that long. Since I was a teenager, so that's what, nearly 15, 15 16 years ago? Many, many moons. I know, that's crazy, man. <laughs> like, I just... I just don't get it. It's it's just not. Ugh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Taking out the PC versus console internet moron thing, yeah. Uh, I exited PC gaming with a bang. Um, <laughs> Your PC actually. I had a four, I had a four thousand dollar computer, Luke. Okay. It had quad GPUs. It was liquid cool. <laughs> It was a behemoth, man. I loved this thing. And then one day, Abby came in and went, Dad, I bought you some grape juice! And fell. <laughs> and the grape juice went into the vents of the computer. And it went pop, pop, sizzle, sizzle. Nice. And I exited PC gaming. By by force, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I guess it's one of those moments where you're like, I'm really mad, but my daughter is so cute. <laughs> The parenting only takes us so far, man. <laughs> um, I, as, as as curiosity, there's one series, uh, one franchise that I regret not being able to play because it's PC only. That's Total War. Absolutely loved Total War games. Mm-hmm. Is there a PC franchise for you that you're like, ah, I want to play this, but it's PC only? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe the Civ games... I miss those. I played one of them ages ago. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... What other... It, it, it normally is like real-time strategy stuff, isn't it? The, the, the yeah, it's, it's your StarCrafts. Your... Yeah. yeah. Um, I I mean, it's probably a good thing I don't have a computer anymore because or one that's capable of gaming because my addiction with Warcraft, I still get like draws to it where I'm like, oh, I could, I could go level up a guy and go you remember how fun it was until you start playing it and then you're like oh this wasn't although how did that not make it the console i'm still flabbergasted by that too many too many mappings i think but uh i don't know what too too many what's mappings button mappings there's like well i mean final fantasy 14 works spectacular oh that's a game i really want controller And mouse and keyboard. Like, uh, if I was ever to get an MMO again, it would not be WoW. It would be Final Fantasy XIV. It is really fun. We should do it. We should lose our lives. You should start your Monster Hunter addiction. (laughs) (laughs) No! No! I mean, PS4 and Xbox both offer mouse and keyboard controls on certain games. So I I don't see why. Like, they ported Diablo, of all things. I'm just kind of curious why they didn't do... Wow. Eh. Yeah. Who knows? It's a good thing for my, other than the fact that it, for my free time. It's I think. an eighteen-year-old game. <laughs> Are you? Would you be would you, interested? Would you really get? Would you be interested in wow? going back to the to the the vanilla remaster thing that's coming out? The 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 no no why? <laughs> Did you play Vanilla WoW? Yeah, I was, I got to tier two. I think with my rogue. Um, it was not fun. Oh, it was as a rogue. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't. Getting dismounted every time you hit a puddle was not fun. But having to rotate things. paladin. Yeah. 
I admit, I don't, I don't get you people. I really don't. Vanilla WoW was so not fun. That's why we all liked Burning Crusade, man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Vanilla WoW, but Burning Crusade was just as good, though. It was, in fact, it was a lot better. I, I mean, I liked, um, uh, I, I, I noped out at, um, on Courage, the bug raid. Oh, like in yeah. Vanilla WoW, it was like that's as far as I'm getting because explaining to forty people, no, 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 you have to freeze them and then you hit them, just just wouldn't work. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't enjoy uh, WoW. Didn't really like click in terms of like, oh, this is soul sucking addiction, until Lich King. Once Lich King hit, it was like, oh, this is what I want to do all the time. Yeah, I mean, at my worst, I think I had like. I remember waking up and having dreams of like just playing Warcraft, and it was bad. Like, uh, it was great. It was great, but I mean, like, it's not. I I remember like some of the people I used to play with, I'd come back on like at the weekends or whatnot when I was studying, and you could see they'd been on for like days nonstop, and. <laughs> like hey man aren't you supposed to be at uni oh yeah yeah i dropped out of uni i'm like okay <laughs> that's that's i mean it's a period of my life that i'll look back on with fondness always but i wouldn't want to recreate i don't think it's yeah i it's it, it was a fun time and I, I made a lot of friends and still have a lot i have a good few of them but i don't think it's good for a person to be at a game that long like hey watch it well You're stepping I mean, on my life choices man monster hunter's a different <laughs> thing david we won't we won't go into that addiction <laughs> uh, the, craig have you got the intervention balloons ready uh, <laughs> <laughs> no he's still playing strange brigade <laughs> you know he's a, he's in the land of the frenchies at the moment with a really cool arcade. Yeah. Gotta give them that. I need to... They got a cool arcade there. I'll stick that up on the socials. The socials. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so, uh, we're kind of out of topics in this rambly little bit. <laughs> so, the way this is gonna work is, if there's enough here to split in two, like we would on a normal episode, that's what we'll do. If there's not, we're gonna have kind of a bye week. Because uh, Luke's Luke's life is a little nuts at the moment, and I don't I don't think two people works on a big game. So we're just gonna let this slide because Craig deserves a vacation. Mike deserves a vacation. Let them take vacations. That's fine. Um, I wouldn't suggest going back and listening to our old stuff if you really <laughs> need to hear our voices. That's a terrible mistake. You'll regret twenty seconds in. Uh, but. So just to be sure, remember that you can go to thebiteffect.com and you can give us your thoughts on the upcoming Dante's Inferno. That's our next big game. You can recommend a game for us. You can hit us up on Facebook, sort Facebook. of Instagram, whatever the kids do these days. The kids don't even do that. It's just the old people. <laughs> it is. It is. We are dinosaurs, Luke. This is this is terrible. All right. So, um, well, this is me saying goodbye. Uh the king of soft cheeses how would you like to go gouda <laughs> brie good night good <laughs> yeah uh yeah thanks thanks for the chat dave it was good fun and i'm sure if we we'll figure something out for next week if this episode isn't long enough so we'll see you next week
Yeah. All right. We will catch you next time. Thank you very much for listening to us ramble. And stay sexy, Internet. I like the way you're looking. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> and three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>